All right, folks, welcome back to the Eric Anders Lang Show. Very excited to bring you one from the archives. Abraham Answer literally did this fucking interview a year ago. Uh, I'll be totally upfront with you guys. Well, before I get upfront with you guys, let me get really upfront with you guys and let you know that the Eric Anders Lang Show is proudly brought to you by our longtime partner, Precision Pro Golf. For almost a decade, Precision Pro Golf has been innovating products to make golf easier and more fun for every skill level. That means you. Literally, that includes you. You are one golfer of every skill lever. The lever? Lever. I do no breaks, no cuts. You say lever or lover? Lever. Lover. Lovers, levers, and levers. Let's get a leave on. Leave on where's cartoon balloons in town. I have your Precision Pro in my, my golf bag. That I will not accept conversation like that on this podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I, I used it in New Orleans and did I, you? I forgot to you take loved it. it. Yeah, I loved Which it. Which one? Did you use the RGC one or the yeah, NX10? Yeah, yeah, the RGC. The NX10 is kind of a banger. Anyway, folks, each product from Precision Pro Golf's award-winning rangefinders to their brand new speakers, are design- they're making a speaker. They, they Honestly, they're making a speaker with your voice in it. Yo, Ace Cam is live anyway these products are designed to give you the pre-shot information you need to make a confident swang whether i'm trying to break 90 at austin country club tune in this week folks or walking a quick back nine with some friendos i always have my rangefinder o in my bag okay now we're back into abraham answer so first of all <laughs> to get you in the back end you want to get in the backside? Yeah, well this is kind of an experience so it's match play week that's why we're, we're releasing this pod now match play week 2021 this is one from the archives. So Abe Answer, we've been friends. We hadn't actually met before doing this podcast, but we had we had met like in passing back when we used to scroll the same fairgrounds together. Um, but, you know, the guy's from San Antonio. He loves barbecue. We went over to Leroy and Lewis down at Cosmic in Austin, and we filmed a video that will never see the light of day. If you go to Instagram right now, you'll see some clips from it. Oh, really? I want to go. Should we head over to Instagram? What, what, right what, now? To your knowledge, JoJo, why was this video never uh, aired? Can I talk about it on the pod? Yeah, you can. I, everyone, I, everyone who's involved has been fired. I know <laughs> <laughs> that that entire team, including was you, yeah. <laughs> um, there was one camera angle and a very important one, entirely out of focus. Entirely out of focus. It's tough. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> Do you know? Can you imagine what it would be like to shoot a fucking tour player? With some footage out of focus. Yeah, for two hours. Yeah. I I kind of want to do a show about what the fuck happened. Like, I want to go interview everyone who was on site and be like, why did that happen? Because I'm over here sweating. I was sweating balls. Let's yeah. Just, you saw the footage. No, and there are meat sweats involved too. So, like, yeah. they're, they're bullet sweats. Raise your hand if you've had meat sweats in the last 30 days. Just two guys in a room. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I find meat sweats strangely gratifying. Interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm really getting the most. I feel like if the meat was smoked, I at least should sweat. Oh, I see what you're saying. You yeah, know? yeah. It's my it's my homage to the meat itself. Mm-hmm. If I was going to be eaten, I would want someone to sweat. Wow. If you were going to be eaten, it better be heaten. <laughs> um, you know, you're going to fall in love with Abe on this podcast. Like he's such, you know, he's, he's one of these tour players um, that is just down for the chat. And, you know, for me, that's like kind of my favorite part of the job right is is getting to talk to these guys who have devoted their lives women as well obviously dogs there are some dogs we haven't done a dog yet actually we need to do a dog pod like do you want to interview a dog i think i'd like a dog to interview me okay i like that it'd be a little bit more low-key well it'd be a one-sided conversation yeah it'd be good to do it in the afternoon (laughs) i'm reaching 
I'm reaching. Okay. So anyway, enjoy the pod with Abraham and um, follow along. Check him out. The guy is a legend. Yeah, and Answer is playing, of course, this yeah. week. Oh, so so keep your eyes on him because I don't know. The EL show kind of has a track record of people coming on and then doing rather well. Yo, yo. If Abe wins, we need to start charging. Yeah. How would we do that? We'd be like, hey, Will, we want 10% of whatever you do the week after you're on the pod. No, I think we just we just ask for limbs of the trophies. like Name on the trophy. Like, Yeah, or like, for instance, I don't know why we're not getting the arm from the the players championship trophy i agree like yeah. they should cut that thing off and you know mail it to us i kind of like the idea of it being like you know on the trophy it says like 2022 abraham answer parentheses eal or 2022 abraham answer from the eal show <laughs> noted eal show guest yeah. uh no but it, it, it's a joke but it's actually like wyndham clark Went out and shot his personal best after being on the pod. Cameron Smith obviously wins the players. Um, Lee Westwood was about to win the Dubai Desert Classic last year after doing the show. Like, there is a bump, and it's a score bump. Yeah, the EL bump is, yeah. is what some people call it around here. So, honestly, um, hit us up, radio at randomgolfclub.com. Let's go. E- you know. Hey, send me an email. I'll read it on the podcast. Yeah, we will do that, and we want to know guests. We want to know who you want to hear. You want Iona back on the yeah. pod? You Tell want... me how much you hate the podcast. I'll read that one first. <laughs> send that to him. Yeah, send radio, radio, <laughs> radio, randomgolfclub.com. Welcome, Abraham Answer. All right, thanks for joining me, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. What do you normally eat? Anything. Everything. Everything. I like, whenever I go, obviously travel to a tournament, I like to go to places like this and check out the kind of the local cuisine. And I can munch down a lot of food from my side. So <laughs> I love eating. So I'm happy to be here. Do you like, uh, how do you find the spots that you're going to go to on tour? Well, now that I, I have kind of my picks already that I've, when I've played before, it's like, okay, I kind of make a list sometimes. Like I got to hit that place again or like, ah, scratch that one. I'm not coming back. Um, I do have, I want to have steak at least once a week and then once a week steak, once a week steak, sushi one another night, unless I'm like in a place that there's really no good sushi. I'm like, I want, I'll stay away from that. But <laughs> other than that, I have those two that I have to have. And then I'll like to just kind of explore and see what I can find. Do you get like specific? I, I know, like I heard uh, Nick Faldo would clip his nails every Sunday night. Do you get specific with like no. when you have the steak? Not really. I just try to fit it in the week. I, and I, I've never heard that before about the nails. And I, I'm definitely not like that. Not that picky. Right. Uh, how do you order the steak? Medium every time. Sometimes a little bit less than medium. And we're about to experience some pretty incredible barbecue. Austin's known for its barbecue. Yeah. What are your thoughts on barbecue? You're, you've lived in Texas for how much of your Since life? Since I was 15. Okay. Yeah, for half of my life now, exactly. So. Uh, and growing up in the northern part of Mexico, we grill out all the time. That's one of my favorite things. I go to the ranch and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I grill everything. So uh, I love doing that. It's a different take. I'm not like smoking everything, although I want to get into it that a little bit more. But I'm grilling out steaks or making fajitas for tacos or quesadillas or a bunch of stuff like that. So I love it. So I'm, that's why I'm pumped to to see what these guys have to offer. How does your do, do you have a different version of barbecue having spent half of your life in Mexico? Well, we call it carne asada. And I know there's a lot of tacos that you go to places and be like, carne asada tacos. It's just a take of 
it's just an experience really that we call it that the whole like grilling out we call it carne asada which is uh grilled uh meat that's what that's what it transferred to or translates to i always thought carne asada was just steak but it's actually specifically grilled uh yeah asada is it's, it's transferred to grill oh to grilled yeah i didn't know that absolutely but there's no smoked is there a smoked similar meat thing in um, mexico um there might be some of them but mainly it's just grilling out grilling it normal like right, right on this heat uh i like to use mesquite uh, charcoal right when you cook how often do you cook at least if i'm home at least three times a week i grill out something because that's but even that and that's like i guess what is that process like for you do you do you like get into it yeah i mean i go to the store and make a list of what i need what i want to do that day and most of the time i like i love ribeyes i think i have a lot of flavor and one of my favorite things to do is to make uh, ribeye tacos. Ooh. So Amazing. how do you do that? You eat meat or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I was like, oh, I mean, I don't know. You thought maybe I was vegetarian. Maybe you were vegetarian. I have no idea. There's a lot of people here that are. So yeah. um, I thought maybe. I mean, they have the vegetarian option. There you go. Yeah, the cauliflower. Yeah. I'm actually excited to try that. Yeah. But getting back to my point, I love ribeye tacos. Like That's probably one of my favorite things to do and to eat. Um, good tortilla, obviously, perfectly cooked ribeye, a little bit of avocado, and some cheese on top of that, and obviously great salsa. Bomb. I'm glad that you live in San Antonio because I have a feeling like I will be eating this at some point Yeah. at your house. I mean... I just invited myself over. Yeah, you can. Sure anytime. That's, that's anytime. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, even if you're there for a couple of days, more than likely I'm going to be doing that either way, so... How do you, do you have like a practice situation at your house in San Antonio? I have a small chipping green, like at my actual house. Yeah. In my backyard, I have a, a little deck where I have my, my um, Traeger and my other kind of grills and stuff. A little hangout area and the chipping green, which is not very big, but it's perfect for, because uh, I don't want to, I'm never there. I don't want to have any grass that to take care of if, if I'm never there, right? So... Having out, having some drinks, grilling out, and have people there chipping. To be honest, I only used it mainly on when I was in COVID and we couldn't go anywhere. Right. But it's mainly all of my buddies and friends betting there and chipping when I'm while I'm grilling. <laughs> yeah. And do you engage in the betting or no? It's not yeah, like I mean, that. I'm over here trying to cook and then I'm looking. It's like I got twenty on this guy and then I'm back to it. But you don't, you you don't, if you don't play against them. No, I don't know. I haven't really. Maybe once or twice, but because no. it's just not fair. I mean, you'd be surprised, because after after a couple of hours, we've been there for a while, and you, you you're not seeing very straight, <laughs> you know. But it's fun, man. I I love hanging out with friends, grilling out, and having a couple of drinks, and just just what I like to do. Yeah. Well, I know we did a we did a podcast with Lee Westwood, and then two weeks later, he just like. Yeah, I just saw him at the gym. He's like, how you doing? I was like, not as good as you, but I'm doing good, man. <laughs> He's a good guy. What, uh, do you have any nicknames? Uh, the most common one in the golf world or in Latin America is Turco, which means a guy from Turkey. My last name is from Syria, actually. Um, 100 years ago, my ancestors came from Syria to Mexico and they changed my last name answer it was it used to be with an s just like the answer putter or the oh. answer pink clubs just like that and then change it to a c whenever they arrived in mexico and uh so growing up they called me little arab 
<laughs> it's just in Mexico. I mean, in the U.S. it sounds terrible, you know, but it's just that's kind of what they call me. And, uh, and is that is there a word for little Arab, or they just said that? No, it's like Arabe is Arab. Okay. And Arabito. Arabito. If you have the Ito, it's always making it like little Arab. So my <laughs> dad was the Arab, and I was the Arabito. You know, the little Arab. So. And then that, a buddy of mine, uh, Rodolfo Casabon, which is also a golfer, I uh, grew up playing um, golf with him. He likes to put nicknames on everything. And a nickname for an Arab in South America and Mexico is Turk. Like to Arabs, they call them Turcos, which is just, it's a nickname of a nickname. And that's what they call me in, in the golf world. And so does anyone call you that now? Yeah, absolutely. Like if you see my range book cover, it says Turco on it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here comes the food. Great. What you got? Oh my God. So we've got some barbecue here. New school barbecue is what we do here at Leroy and Lewis. So you're not gonna find traditional brisket, ribs, uh, potato salad on our menu. Uh, instead we have beef cheek cooked like brisket. It's got that nice salt and pepper bark on it. Smoked, it's a nice smoke ring. Eats very similar to brisket, but it's just a lot more unctuous and delicious and sticky. This is our uh, Citra hop sausage. It's all pork. Uh, we make it from the hams of the pork. Uh, we make it in-house, grind it, case it, cold smoke it, mm. and put a little bit of citra hops in there, just like they use in beers. Just like a little floral note, a little nod to the Germanic roots uh, that Texas barbecue has. Here's some kimchi. You know, barbecue pretty traditional in Texas. Uh, you know, they serve it with pickles and stuff. And yeah. I really like Korean barbecue too. So uh, we like to serve our barbecue with some kimchi. It's on our barbecue sandwich. It's uh, just a, kind of a nice acidic, a little crunchy, a little spicy, a little thing to kind of complement. Uh, the nice fatty meats like that. and this is our pulled whole hog so we cook our hogs on our direct pit pull all the meat together the belly the shoulder the ribs everything together top it with a little crunchy skin uh, and then we have some house-made pickles and our barbecue sauces over there little chicharron on top yeah a little chicharron i like that thank you yeah so this is not really your typical kind of barbecue situation you see yet. some things that if you didn't explain you probably just think that's just brisket but it's cheek um, I like I like this right here. So this is exactly what I, what I put on my ribeye taco, but this just happened to be barbacoa. So I'll put that kind of cheese, or you can use melted cheese too. But cilantro, onions, salsa, avocado is pretty much what I like on my. That's a very standard taco. like Mexican like garnish, right? Very, cilantro and onion. It's I mean you pretty much find it anywhere where you're gonna get tacos. What do you think of the kimchi? You know what kimchi is a pretty. I think it's pretty strong of the one I've tried it. I, I eat it. Yeah. Uh, first time that I see it on in barbecue, but it's it makes sense. Korean barbecue, you have this all the time. So I'm actually very excited to try it. I'm, I'm not a big kimchi fan, so I'm I'm really curious to now that we're here yeah. together filming. Will you try it or you I, you, or you just hate it? Well, I have to try it. Yeah, yeah. Now you, you got it. Even though I, I like I, I make everything on taco, man. I hope I'm not disappointing yeah. you, but no, definitely not. <laughs> so I go yeah. like that. I will go like that. I fumbled like it. Okay, what were the sauces again? So this are the is sauces? a uh, beet barbecue sauce, kind of a traditional barbecue sauce. It's really uh, rich and kind of uh, earthy okay. with the taste of the beets. It's a little sweet, a little spicy. Oh, it's thick. Yeah, and then the mustard sauce. Dude, oh, yeah. This is thick. I like that. Look at this. Barbacoa, tacos where I'm from, is extremely common breakfast. On Sundays, you go and buy a pound of barbacoa, some corn tortillas, cilantro, onion, lime pound like eight of them what's big red big red i never really had big red growing up in reynosa where i'm from but like topo chico which is not very popular now mm -hmm. uh, and, and i guess coca-cola bottom but that's all i grew up kind of drinking or 
obviously just Coca-Cola or whatever, but that right there reminds me of that. Yeah. Right. I love the char on them. Man. You gotta like dive into this somehow. I can be here all day, bro. Yeah, this is delicious. I forgot we were filming. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. So how often are you like out traveling and you try something and you then it becomes like your new favorite or that you make make it at home, you know what I mean? Um, I've tried, you know what I've, I really got into? I like, I got into Brussels sprouts lately. A good Brussels sprout that is charred perfectly with some bacon on the side. And I need to perfect that because it bugs me that it doesn't, it doesn't come out exactly how I taste it in a couple of places. I'm like, so I'm getting there. I've had, I've had a couple that they've tasted pretty good, but I'm still like, so I'm, I'm focused right now on the sides, not so much on the actual steak. So are you a perfectionist in the kitchen? Yeah, I like to say I am. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a grill master or like professional. I like just to kind of do my take and figure it out. And people seem to like it. I mean, or they tell me they do. I mean, hopefully they do. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, if you're taking your time and buying this stuff and you're invested in what you're doing, you want people to enjoy it. Right. Imagine if you put all that work and then people are like, oh, that wasn't very good. Yeah, good job, Abraham. Very, I'm busy tomorrow very night. Very disappointed, you know? I have to ask, does that translate into the golf at all? Because, I mean, golf is such a difficult game. Yeah. With so many micro situations. Um, yes, I, I feel like I'm perfectionist in a way, but I know that it's, it's so hard to be perfect. I mean, perfect in golf, it's impossible. So I, I still have to keep that in the back of my mind. It's like, hey, there's some days that you're not gonna have your best, but you gotta figure out how to score, which is also, the, I, I find the beautiful thing about this sport. Some of the events that I finished my best, I actually not hit it that great, but I figured out a way to, to get the ball in the hole. And for example, I was the first time I played the Masters this past November, I felt like I was hitting the ball terrible. And I was hitting my driver short and crooked. I was like, man, this is brutal because it's playing so long. But I was just figuring out how to get up and down. And if I had a putt for birdie, I, I was making that putt and I happened to be playing really well. And then there's some times that I'm striping it. Yeah. I'm absolutely striping it. And I'm like, here we go. You get your expectations high. You think you're going to kill it. And you end up not even playing that good. So it's just... You got to kind of, that's the way I like to approach the game. I don't freak out if I'm hitting it terrible. Right. I'm like, I'm just going to figure it out. And if I'm hitting it great, I don't get too hyped up. I'm like, all right, we still got to put a number out there. Right. Yeah. They, do you think it's expectations or do you think it's? For me, I think most of the time I get pumped and I'm like, man, I'm striping it. Like, I can't wait to get out there and I get ahead of myself. You still got to have great, I mean, hit great shots and make the putt. So. I feel like if you, if I get my expectations really high and something doesn't really go my way, you get frustrated quicker, you get pissed off. Right. And that's what kind of gets me. I was like, I figured out, I was like, man, it's, I rather have no expectations and just go out there feeling like I gotta just grind it out, you know? Yeah, so for me, it's like, the worst thing I could do is have first hole be a birdie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is that? Um, because you get that, pumped up and you're like, here we go. Yeah. And I'm not good enough to like make two birdies in a row. I mean, it might've happened like three times in my life, but like the best thing for me is like a bogey. Cause then I'm like, all right, just a normal round. It's just, a a it it's just in a mental approach. Like it's just how you perceive it. I feel sometimes like, if I make bogey on hole one, I tell myself, well, some of the best rounds start with a bogey. And then if I make birdies, like, here we go. We can't birdie even all if you don't birdie the first one. So it's just kind of like. <laughs> 
right? Like you just the that. stuff you tell yourself, and yeah. you actually have to believe it. Yeah. To I mean, I think that's very important. What do you like to eat on the course? Um, I like it pretty much everything. Beef jerky. I've had a lot of beef jerky. Beef jerky. Uh, a lot of protein bars. I mix it up. I never have like I need to have this. So I really? sometimes churl mix. Sometimes I just whatever they have there, I pick up a little bit. I mean, I'm not not super picky about it, to be honest. But what's your favorite? Oh, go ahead, take a bite. Whatever. Mm -hmm. We got we got to take an eating break. They're all being really good. Too. I mean, completely honest. I really like this cheek with the bun and. Right, I'm gonna try. I actually added I added that. So you're bread. You're like combining. You're like taking a recipe and innovating here. So you got. Beef cheek on the I got with that. The red sauce. Red sauce. A little bit of kimchi. Added the avocado. I'm gonna sub your kimchi for pickles because I realized yeah, that's fair. As much as I tried to have an open it's mind, not, it's not your deal. I'm a kimchi guy. Pickles and then the avocado. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Around <laughs> right the table. I don't care. God, I mean, it must be so hard to be on tour with all the COVID bullshit. Yeah, this year has been weird. Obviously, we haven't. I haven't been to many restaurants. Yeah. But at least we're playing. Mm -hmm. So how often are you back in Mexico? Unfortunately, not that much. I grew up in Reynosa, which is a border town mm -hmm. with um, McAllen and Mission, Texas. That's where my family is at in, in Reynosa and in McAllen. And man, with having obviously playing on tour and having some business outside of golf, I've been really busy, which it's awesome, but I, it takes a toll also on my free time to see my friends, family. So I haven't been that much. I mean, I was there for Christmas and they make it up here sometimes on weekends and hang out and mm -hmm. or make it to some of the events. But uh, yeah, I wish I had more time to go because I truly enjoy being there. Yeah, it's like when your job is basically to travel, the last thing you want to do is like travel when you have time off. Exactly. Probably, when right? I have time off, I mean, I'm just dying to be home or yeah. go to my ranch and just hang out and just take a couple of days off, you know? So you've got a four week stint coming up. You've got, um, you've got the Dell match play here. You've got San Antonio, you've got the masters and then you got Harbor town. Yeah. So I guess it depends a lot on what happens over the next four weeks, but what's day one look like when you get home? Mm. Like, is it just sleep all day? Is it like get back probably Sunday night or Monday mid morning or something? Put my clubs in the garage. You won't see them for like three days, probably. <laughs> I mean, I won't even take them out of the travel case. Relax that first day. Uh, and honestly, I might have a lot of things to do with Fletcher Blackwell that I'm maybe have some calls or maybe I have to go to Tequila Jalisco. I've been having to go to Tequila Jalisco quite a bit. Yeah. There or uh, I just always I haven't had a week that are like, OK, I'm home and I don't have anything to do. I, I always have something to do. So that's kept me really, really busy, but I like it because I enjoy it and yeah. I'm passionate about the things I'm doing. So it, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And then I there, at least I like to find three days out of the week that I can actually relax. And like I said, spend some time home or do whatever I like to do. And you like block it off. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. I wish sometimes I can just block up the phone and but you never know. You got to have your phone, I guess. But. Well, and is that more because of business or because of, uh, yeah, like friendship or golf? I think uh, a mix, a mix of all yeah. of them. But you never know what what can come up. 
and Green Chef, folks. $130 off plus free shipping. So Green Chef is basically a double C-O-F certified meat kit, meal kit, meal kit. <laughs> anyway, Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or a dog just looking to sit, eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preference. Personally speaking, I got the Green Chef hamburger recipe, and I literally embodied a hamburglar. So anyway, go to greenchef.com slash show 130 and use code EALSHOW130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. So go to greenchef.com slash EALSHOW130, 130, the numbers, and use code EALSHOW130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. All right, folks, trade coffee. 90% of the coffee from the grocery store is actually stale. Boom. Hate to tell you about it. You heard me right. The coffee you know and think you love needs an upgrade. So go to Trade Coffee to get something freshly roasted that you're literally guaranteed to love. So I went in and did this. I got the code. I went online. I booked it. I booked the coffee. And you know what? It was my favorite fucking coffee. It literally sent me greater goods. Pick me up. My favorite blend. I don't know how I answered some questions and then it sent me my favorite coffee. So I am proof in point that this thing works. And it can tell you, you can tell it how you like to make your coffee, what flavors you like. And all of a sudden, boom, you're going to get what I got, which is your favorite coffee straight in your mouth. They bring it and put it in your mouth. So for our listeners right now, you're going to get a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash EAL show. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started. Go take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash EAL show. Support the partners that support us. Drink your fucking coffee. Get it in your dish. 40 free cups. Sheets, folks. We're talking sheets. We're talking sheets. I know you use sheets. I know you're at home. You might even be using your sheets right now. Creep. First of all, <laughs> first of all, bowl and branch, folks. The deal with these sheets is very simple. Ethically sourced linen sheets. Simple, easy to get. They're also deep as hell. 17 inches. Buttery soft, lightweight, organic cotton in a classic sateen wave guaranteed to soften up over time. Kind of like your golf game. It's going to get soft, folks. So get sheets that mirror your golf game. I like them. And it's not just because of the comfort, the sustainability, and the quality but I like the fair price, and I really like that they get softer over time. So one of the things is we're creating a relationship here. The sheets feel good. You feel good. We feel good because you're supporting a partner that supports the podcast, and the partner feels good because they're getting sheets to touch you. So ultimately, go to, <laughs> go to, go to Bowl and Branch. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com and use the promo code E-A-L show. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com, 15% off. Your first set of sheets when you use the promo code EAL show at B O L L A N D branch.com. I want to I want to get into the tequila, but I also want to talk about Mira. So, how did you get connected with what do you call him? Katsuhiro? Mr. Mira? What do you have a name for him? I haven't even to be honest, I haven't met him like in person. We've done some cool things obviously through Mira and everybody running it. So I would love to go to Japan and actually meet him because you've done that. I bet yeah. that was pretty cool. I was very nervous. I know. I mean, I, would, I, I wonder if you I would, would be, be too. nervous. I don't think you would be nervous. I don't think he cares. I think you would be I like, I'm just, about to flex. He's just man. a G and he's like, I don't care. Who's, you know, yeah. like, 
I so mean, I, I feel like I would, I would be nervous for sure. Yeah. But I would love to do that. But how it all started, it, I played Nike equipment uh, after college, during college and after college. And when they announced like, hey, we're not, we're not gonna do equipment anymore. I was like, man, I'm just gonna find, I don't care about contracts. I'm just gonna find whatever I like the most. And I know I can play good with. And if I can get a deal out of that, great. If not, I'm just gonna play what I want. And my friend in San Antonio, was a distributor of Mira and a club theater, Mexican guy as well, great friends and tried some. And I had tried some before and I loved them, but I couldn't play them. So I was like, well, why would I try this, these clubs? Then I got back that first week, hit a couple of them. It's like, this is amazing. And after that, I mean, I haven't stopped playing them. So, I mean, it's been gonna be what, five, four or five years since they stopped making clubs. I can't remember. So, but you are sponsored by them. So we, we have, I was last year, like fully like contract and everything. And right. I had it in front of my hat. Yeah. Right now it's in, my, in the front of my bag. Okay. So yeah, we have a, we have a really cool agreement between, between us. It's a lot more like than just a sponsorship. It's, it's just, it's really hard to explain what it really That's is. That's interesting. But it's really cool. It's really, That's really cool. cool. Yeah. We, we like to help each other out. Let's just say that. Well, it's like, one of the things about golf that's so tough is that Excuse me, we talked about it a little bit before we started filming, but it's like a lot of it feels like it's just big companies. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about Mira is that it's like six people yeah. in a village making clubs. How, how do you like explain what the golf club is? When people ask me, it's like, well, why is this that much better? Like, man, you just gotta, you gotta read up on it and just check this out. Like the story is amazing. You know, every club is like handmade. I mean, the precision of them, it's unbelievable. Not like when you hit them, like the actual like weight and loft and light when they send them from the factory. Every single club that I've ever in my life weighted and like checked that every single one was perfect. And I've been through through that process when I was training all the companies just to see what it was like. I was building a, a set with my buddy in San Antonio. And let's say we have this brand, whatever brand and I'll weight them because I need to get my lofts and lies and swing weight right. And I'm like, well, this head's supposed to weight whatever. And it's like 10 grams heavier or this. And then we get another one. It will be like 10 grams lighter. And I was like, well, these are all over the place. Like, it's just not how it's supposed to be. And with Mira, I've never, I've never seen a club head that is off. Like not even by, I mean, I'm talking about perfect every single time. I'm like, that is insane. Like, why wouldn't I play this? I love the look. I love how they make them, obviously. And I know they're perfect. Every time it's like, I don't have to do anything. I yeah. I am fully invested of in that club. Yeah. And it's just a crazy story. Yeah, crazy story. And then you see like the videos and like where they're making like six people. And then <laughs> now, I mean, his son is starting to do, I mean, everything yeah. developing clubs. And it's just, you like to see how it's just going generation and hopefully keep going more than that. Because so. you probably could have taken a lot of money from some other club manufacturer. And, you know, I mean, that's fine. People do that. There's no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, it's fine. But I just think it's really cool that it was like, you know, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. There's there's no there's no price on that. Absolutely. I don't know. It's, that's I like it, for example, like my wedge is artisan. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, there's some guys out here that, that play them because they're amazing. And Mag Taylor is incredible at what he does. And I, I know that works for me. I play those, I, I mean, those wedges for when I was in college because when he was with Nike and he understands what I like on a wedge. 
and the bounds, the grind, everything is perfect for my golf game. So that's the way I play it. If I will go somewhere else, you'll be pretty tough to Where feel the same. Uh, in Fort Worth. Okay. Where they had the oven, the Nike oven, that's where yes. they, that's exactly where they are. That yeah. sounds fun. It's it's yeah. You gotta you gotta go check that out. It's really cool. Anybody hungry? You guys want some food maybe at some point? I'm joking. We're we're getting food. <laughs> you uh, consider yourself very sarcastic or no? Uh, um well, sometimes. Maybe dry. Dry? Maybe dry would be the way I would say it. I try not to be too sarcastic. Um, you know, you have a hat there that says Fletch Azul, which is a tequila company. Yeah. I, I think what's interesting about that is that if golf didn't work out, that would be your main gig. Is that what you said? Pretty much. I mean, not what I said, but something that I'm really passionate about. And, you know, what it's just cool is it started in a golf tournament, in a PGA Tour Pro-Am. Wait, I don't know that. I, made, I, made that? My, I meet my partner there. Uh, his name is Aaron. He was the amateur that I got paired with in the Pro-Am on the, on the Wednesday. So randomly, a Mexican guy from Chihuahua, and we started talking about tequila on hole one. And after that, we were just thinking, like, it'd be so cool to have our name on a bottle. And that was this was four years ago. And since then, we never looked back and we started working on it right away. So No way. Yeah. Yeah, had some good connections. Um, for example, the same club. My friend Canado, which uh, he is the guy with the Mira in San Antonio and all that connection. Okay. He also had great friends in Tequila Jalisco. And now, I mean, we had so many, everything lined up perfectly to bring a really high-end and good quality tequila, which is pretty sweet. All just from playing golf together. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Everything st has stemmed out from, from golf, which is really neat. Yeah, I guess you never really know who you're going to meet. Yeah on the golf course. When was the last time you like paid for golf? Mm, it's probably been a while, but <laughs> like, but still, I haven't been to places that much that it's always obviously during tournaments or whatever. But if I'm going somewhere like a resort and I'm just I hate like pulling the card is like, hey, uh, this is such and so, so I'd rather just like pay or whatever. You show up and pay. Yeah, I just and most of the time, like, you don't even know who the hell I am. So I'm like, great. This is, I mean, but I can't remember when was the last time. I'm trying to think when was the last time I paid. Like that would be like on vacation kind of? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I got to remember when was the last time. Do people, do you get recognized a bunch? Now a, li a little bit, but not much. And I love not getting recognized. I, I would love to just kind of fly down the radar and right. do my thing. I can't, I mean, I just don't know how people do it. That just, they can't go anywhere. And I mean, it becomes part of the job almost. It really, right? I mean, it's part of their life and you just got to accept it. But I don't know, spending quality time, just peace with your friends or whatever, or by yourself. It's, I think it's pretty valuable. Yeah. What do you do to like totally unwind while traveling on tour? You know what I mean? It's such a, mm. it's such like your schedule is so tight. How do you find time to like, you know, relax, I guess? That's a good question. I mean, workouts is a pretty good hour and a half that I, that is, I mean, I'm not on my phone or I'm, I'm just working out and I feel like I unwind and release a lot of stress during that way. Also, I don't meditate. I don't, I mean, but I, sometimes I like jump in the shower and like just sit there and just like <laughs> think about nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's like one way that I can kind of relax. 
and off when I have a week off or I have a couple of days, I just like to go go outdoors, like go to the ranch, like I said, and just relax, disconnect. And I'm out there by myself or with maybe a couple of friends and it feels amazing. Just right. not play golf, not be looking at your phone. And this, I think it's great. Got some salsa in my, you got some, yeah. are you, are you the kind of person that tells people when they have stuff in their teeth? Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather be like, dude, because I wish they will tell me. I feel like you are. I would want to know. I always want to know. I mean, I could have this big personal. old cilantro right here. I would definitely tell you. And be like, dude, you got some cilantro on your tooth. What's your favorite movie? I don't know, the Dark Knight, maybe? Ooh, I remember watching that. That's a good one. I remember watching that on the biggest IMAX in Oklahoma it was. It was like more Oklahoma when I was in college. And that was like the first IMAX theater that I've ever been. And it was something insane to, at that time. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember I loved it. And I still do. But that experience watching that there was sick. So you went to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. The Longhorns were your rival. Is it weird being here? Not at all. I mean, I because we never came here and played against them here. We always played in Dallas. So oh, the Red River rivalry is what they call the, the football game. It's always in Dallas. So it's like three hours from here and then or two hours from here and two hours from Norman. So we kind of in the middle and that week is a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of fun. But it's actually, I mean, it gets, people get really into it. It's yeah, a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. What, um, do you have anyone that has like gotten into golf because of you? There's a lot of my buddies back home that growing up, they're like, dude, why you play golf? It's so boring. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, dude, I like it. It's, it's fun to me. And now they're obsessed. I'm like, oh, yeah? oh you play golf? That sucks. It's like, why do you play golf? And they go and play every single day almost. I'm like, isn't it weird how now you love golf? It's like, dude, I can't stop playing golf. So there's so many, so many guys back home. What do they, do they ask you for help? Sometimes or like, but not, nothing crazy. Like they, they get it. It's like, dude, I, I don't care. I just want to go have fun. And like they get fitted and stuff mm -hmm. and they're super excited. And it's, it's cool. Like helping them that way. And I, I'm a terrible teacher, by the way, I'm, I, I, I've never had a swing coach ever. So I'm like, for me to teach the golf swing, it's, it's hard for me to explain what, you know, cause the teacher will tell you things that's easy to understand and like feel or whatever. And I don't know how to do that. I'm like, dude, just get it like right here. Like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, well, I don't know how to tell you either. So I'm a terrible teacher, but I mean, the basic things, obviously I try to help them out. It, it, do people really understand how insane it is that you've never had a teacher? And you're one of the best golfers in the world. I guess it's not very common, but there's other guys out there. I think that have never had. Like, I guess Bubba has never had one either. And I don't know how other other. They got to be more of them, but um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I feel like when you get to a certain level, that if I know I can hit it low, high, or draw and move the ball exactly how I want, like I don't want somebody to tell me because they can make it maybe better for a certain shot. But I, I want to have that feel of, of me always knowing what I'm going to do with the ball, if that makes sense. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to put things in my brain that, some, that somebody's telling me that it should be. And I don't know, I'm scared that might be screwed me up. I have no idea. Maybe if I get stuck in a, like a year, like I can't get any better. Like this is, this is it. Maybe I'll surge, but I'm, right now I feel like there's so many things that I can get better at and doing what I'm doing. You talked about the brain and then before you talked a little bit about meditation, what, what's like the most important 
like emotion to have on the golf course for success? Emotion? I don't know if I can say it. You just gotta have. You can say anything. Guts, balls. Gu like I okay. feel like you just. Cojones. Yeah, cojones. <laughs> huevos. In Mexico, we huevos. just say huevos. Is it huevos I, eggs? Yeah, but cojones isn't like in Spain. But oh. in Mexico, we say huevos. Like, yeah. Even though it means eggs in Spanish. Yeah. It, eggs just, means balls. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. It's just it's slang. Got, yeah, but, I got yeah, it. Completely <laughs> slang. But um, yeah, guts and just believing in yourself. Um, that's something that I feel like it took a little while for me to understand, like truly believing that what, like my golf, it's enough to, to compete out here. Once I realized that and I didn't change anything, I, I started playing a lot better. I started just believing in, in myself and not be scared of success. Just like I said, huevos. Scared of success. You see that happens to people? I feel like there's, yeah. I see a lot of guys that are really, really good and they start like, just get really nervous. They don't let themselves play to their potential. With I want to get into the match play a little bit. So like, how how unusual is that for you to play in that format? It is. I think it's it's a lot of fun. You don't get to do it very often, except if you like, Ryder Cup or Presidents Cup or anything like that. Other than that, is the only event that we get to play in. And I think it's very exciting because you can approach the golf course differently. Or you just you're just playing against that guy. You you'll hit some shots that you may be super safe or super aggressive just because of what he's doing. So I find it very exciting. A lot of like you know kind of feel antsy to see get out there, and it's I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of fun because you you can get paired with like the best player ranked out there, and they can smoke them, and then you can get smoked by the last guy ranked. Like it's just it's just kind of how it goes. It's the excitement of, of match play. Where's the opportunity in match play? Like, what, what for for a player? Like, what what are you looking for? Yeah, I just this golf course is cool because you can be very aggressive or play conservative too, and I like just to play my game. Just have eighteen looks. That's just kind of my my goal. I mean, if I have eighteen looks, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good day, and just try to play, try to eliminate dumb mistakes because in match play. If you don't have any dumb mistakes, you you should come on top. No three putts, no hitting in the hazard, just stuff like that. Just eliminate those and have 18 looks, you'll be all right. All right, so you're in the final on Sunday. Who do you want to beat? Who do you want to be playing against? Anyone that will lose, I don't know. Come on, no, I need a person. You need to give me a name. I need a name. You need a name. These have gone bad <laughs> before, and I wasn't even trying to do that, but... Cool. There's got to be someone who you're just like, I just want to beat him. Who would that be? I mean, obviously it's everybody, but there's got to be one person that you just want to beat a little bit more than everybody else. I know. I would say Rory Sabatini, but he's not here. Everybody says Sabatini. <laughs> we give so much. We give so Did you much. hear the uh, the speed? No. At the players, they had live, live every shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jordan hit into another group. And when he realized it was Sabatini, he goes, the one person. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, we give each other so much crap. It's, I mean, we get along well. So okay, I would say that that, that would be cool. But I, I try to think somebody that is here. Yeah. Who's your favorite Instagram follow? What is yours? Shit, man. See what I mean? Well, I just got into these two new ones. So like one is, um, it's like this crazy, it's like called Vista Now. And it's like these crazy videos of like 
Vista. Walking out of your hotel room into a hot tub on a cliff. It's like a dream, you know what I mean? And there's obviously You're very in there. Like artsy and Yeah, that. like visual stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Or there's another one where it's like snowboarding. I'm not even really a big snowboarder, but they just like snowboard off these crazy cliffs. That's sick. I don't know. Like it's on just... GoPro kind of? Yeah. Yeah, and then they like do a flip and you're with them. That is cool. It's it's like you almost get nauseous. I want to go skiing so bad, but I'm always scared of like, man, I'm going to get hurt. And I I get invited every single year and I was like, man, yeah. I'm not going to go. I mean, if you if you broke a wrist or even a finger. Yeah, it's not worth it. So. You lose what? Million dollars? I don't. Yeah, I mean, could be. It's crazy. It could be a lot less. It could be a lot more. I don't know. It depends <laughs> how good I was going to play those months. For yeah, sure. I would be like. I would honestly, I would be careful just in normal life. Yeah. And I've cut myself plenty of times. Like, you see that cut right there? Yeah. I was going hunting, I bird hunting or whatever. And I, my buddy gave me a new knife. So I had it here and I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. When I was in the car, my buddy was driving. And it was one of those flip ones. And he flipped out of my hand. And it went like that and I was, it was going to land on my legs. And I went to catch it. It was just went straight in. I was like, I was like, please Wait, don't. not through. Not not through, but it, it went stabbed deep. Me. Like it stabbed me, it went deep. And I was like, I just grabbed it and I knew it was bad. I was like, please don't be bad. And I go like that, whoosh, blood. Like I was like, oh God, go to, the, go to the ER. So I got to get stitches. And I, I missed the Safeway. I couldn't play the Safeway. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. There, yeah, I've had some and stuff that you even think about. I sliced my head open. Like my, all this was sliced in half. My nail in this changing an air filter in my house like it was stupid things yeah dude, you gotta be careful man you just gotta be yeah you just gotta be your money maker right there you gotta be really careful. i mean i guess you could could you ever play lefty no i'm no. terrible i am so bad i've tried i mean obviously i've tried to hit some shots and i'm just yeah like throwing like throwing left hand i look terrible like i just look <laughs> it's like super embarrassing bad. yeah it's very embarrassing we, we hit some there's some guys that there. are really good yeah i've seen some shots like wow i saw I phil hit there. righty yeah, I haven't seen it. It was impressive. I don't it have looked that. normal. I don't have that. I'm uh, very like one-sided. That's a video, by the way. Can we come to San Antonio and play? You play lefty. Lefty. I rather like. I think I'll look better hitting a, a shot than like throwing a football lefty. <laughs> yeah. Like righty, I feel like I have a really nice form, but lefty, <laughs> I'm like, like bad. Pro athlete does their sport <laughs> cross-handed. I love it. Brutal. Cool, man. Well, we're done. Perfect. We got it, right? 